0: Welcome to another amazing episode of Everything at Once, and uh, I got with me here my good buddy and former podcast host slash inspiration for this podcast, the one and only folk punk star, Tyler Smilo. Hello, hello. Hey, welcome to the the show, man. It's been a long time since we've sat around a table with a bunch of microphones in our face. I know, dude. It's... uh
1: pretty good feeling i mean just i I, i've been um so coming to the tail end i've been me and tony have also been roommates for the last almost two years that's right beautiful two years yeah and it's coming toward to the end just got a place for me and my son which i'm super pumped about um but yeah it's like the end of an era and like as I'm like getting my shit in order and doing all this shit, I'm seeing all these boxes rolling in, and yeah. Tony's like uh, beefing up all this podcast setup. Um, so it's super cool, and hopefully, like we've been talking about, I'll be able to come in and yeah, and we, join you from time to time. We definitely
0: want to have Sink Swimmer Fly reunions regularly. Yeah, um,
1: it's definitely reminiscent right now. Just sitting with the headphones on and having the mic, it's nice.
0: Yeah, it, it's a good feeling. It's definitely something that I missed for a while. And uh, I'm really excited to break out and kind of do my own thing and have some different people on and, you know, just uh, get back into podcasting and sending out that uh, the strong message to the people. Yeah, <laughs> like for it sure. Like, it's reply, you know? And uh, you've been gigging like crazy, dude.
1: It's been a lot. It, I was thinking about it today at work. It's like, so speaking of getting a new place... I'm getting this new place and it's really beautiful. I think it's going to be a great place for me. It's a sweet place. It's Um, definitely nice. But it's like more expensive than like what I've been used to. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, if I can just keep doing this many gigs and get this many hours at work, I'm going to be fine. But then I'm thinking about it today at work. I'm like, dude, it's been like nonstop work, nonstop gigs. Like, is this sustainable? Long term. (laughs) Because you're like, yeah, as long as I keep doing this, I'm going to be golden. Right. But I'm also thinking, how much longer can I keep doing this? I mean probably probably uh probably for a long time.
0: Yeah.
1: Take care of the body, mind and spirit and you can prevail, you know. Exactly.
0: And right now it, it may feel abnormal to you, but I feel like the longer we do something the normaler it feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz like I, right after I first graduated college, I felt like I had like this infinite amount of time now that I was just working, you know, and I could do whatever I want in the evenings and now it feels like I don't have any fucking time anymore. Or you adjust. You adjust to yeah. like
1: the new, the new schedule, the, the new, new normal. routine.
0: Yeah, or the new whatever it is for you.
1: So for for a while, you were doing, you were working full time and going to school full time. Yeah. See, I and mean, had a girlfriend, <laughs> and bought a house. <laughs> yeah. So you were so pretty much you're killing it, um, and then living in the aftermath of that killing it now. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's sometimes you have to have periods where you're just fucking killing it. You're just grinding nonstop. And and then you can sit back and enjoy it for a while. Right.
0: Um, But yeah, it's me and Dave were kind of talking about that the other day, too, when he was on the show um, about how it's so important to put off that instant gratification of like taking a nap versus like putting the time in to do something that you're passionate about um, to reap those long term
1: rewards. Yeah,
0: it's really like David Goggins esque
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's really crazy um, because I was never probably a lot like you. I was never really that person. not. dude. I was the shortest possible way to get there. Um, as little interaction, as little as connection, just feed impulse, feed impulse. So like to slow, to actually take your time and try to do things correctly. And, like, be somebody that shows up for engagements. and Right. Like, and like and does a good job. Yeah. It's, like, really foreign. And, and I mean, to most people, it's probably just a normal thing. Right. Like, I've been getting up and going to work for 20 years. This ain't shit. Right. But, like, for somebody that that's not, like, who they are as, as a being. Right. It's very much against <laughs> my grain. My, yeah. my, my internal side's so like, nah, dude, you should lay
0: down and take a nap and yeah. watch Netflix. And you got to you know, push yourself outside of that. I feel like that's kind of natural human nature in a lot of ways to be, like, kind of lazy.
1: For sure, dude. I think, you know, um, maybe we're more susceptible to that. I think we've talked about this before on Stinks fly but like, that human condition. Like, everybody's got a little bit of that, some maybe more than others. Right. But, yeah, just do what feels good all the time. Exactly. It is interesting, though, the longer... You know the norm, the new norm. You go to work and, and and you just keep grinding and you and you and you're putting impulses aside and you're just doing what's good for the long game. You get kind of used to it mm-hmm. and you get settled into it.
0: Yeah, it gets easier after a while for sure. You know any new routine is hard at first, and then once you're in it, it, it things just seem to like flow together and happen nicely, and like that's just part of who you are now. Yeah. And I feel like the, the harder we work and the more we grind in a certain situation, the easier um, other situations become, you know. It's like, oh, well, fuck, this is easy now. I used to do A, B, and C all the time, every day, all fucking day long. And now I just am trying to pitch a fit about doing the fucking dishes or doing <laughs> some dumb shit, you know, taking out the trash. Get out of yeah. here. You know better than that, Tony. You know, that's like my inside like talking to me.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um another thing too is like for the last three and a half years, you know, that's when I got clean and sober. And I talk about that a lot and and I think about it a lot because it is very relevant to how everything in my life works. Right. Um but it's it's odd when you're so used to like, you know, working six, seven Working five, six days a week and then gigging up to potentially three days a week and then having the kid – like having the kid on a couple of days. Really, um, it's, it's it, looking
0: big and handsome these days. Yeah, it's yeah, TV. it is.
1: It, it is weird to uh, – on a day you have absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like – what I don't, it's do almost, I, I, I don't mean? like it. Right. Like I'm alone with my, and so am I addicted to the grind? Am I addicted to like, I got to get in the car. I got to drive. I got to load. I got <laughs> to fucking do this. Right. So when I have nothing to do, I'm like, you know, I, I want to lay in bed all day and watch Netflix, but I'm like, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't right. be doing this.
0: Yeah. And I, I've had to have that internal battle too. Cause like sometimes I get really uncomfortable with that too. Like yeah. just sitting around all day, maybe I'll like vacuum the floor, and that'll be it. And the rest of my day will be spent reading or playing video games or watching Netflix. And it's hard to... It's like, oh, I should be doing something else. I should be going on an adventure. I should be doing something better to utilize my time. And learning to accept that, um, you know, sometimes just sitting there and watching Netflix is what I want to do, and that's fucking
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's... uh Sometimes... It's all right just to like do absolutely nothing, right? Even if your brain tells you otherwise,
0: right? And it, and a lot of times it's like, well, what else am I gonna do? And when it's one of those situations where it's like, what else am I gonna do? And I can't really think of anything else that I want to do, it's it's time to just accept that it's okay to lay on the couch for a little bit and veg out and be a potato, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, sometimes well
0: deserved, right? It's it's all part of self care because uh, you know we as much as. Um, we want to just keep grinding and keep prospering, keep growing, you know, and seek that achievement and that validation of accomplishing things. Um, we do need to take breaks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's another thing, too, that kind of ties into this that I've been thinking about a lot lately. It's like, you know, you live your life for so long like, that impulse, that impulse, and, like, and just with what you were saying, like, that productivity, like, if I, if I make this happen, then, like, life's gonna be good, right, and then it doesn't really matter what you accomplish, you still kind of want more and more, mm-hmm. and, and I've had all, you know, times in my life, too, where I've had a big bank account, and, like, my actions at that time definitely showed that I was not content, so, like, if it's not about how much money you have or, like, what recent goal you... I mean, granted, having money and accomplishing goals... are Important things. Important things, but they're definitely not everything. Right. Um, and, and I know, for me, specifically, that, like, I don't find contentment in those things alone. Right. Definitely. What do you think you do find
0: your contentment in?
1: I don't know. It's weird, you know? it. Um, it, For so long, too, my... My whole life was wrapped around songs and songwriting, and uh, put a lot of value on like what's that next piece of music, right? And, and I, and when I got clean, <clears throat> clean, uh, that was a lot of self obsession, like right. me. I wrote this song, blah blah. A lot of ego, <laughs> right? And when that kind of dissipated or went away, um, it wasn't so much. That's that so much doesn't do it for me anymore. I, I don't know, man. It, it's like it's a confusing thing, and it's something that I think hopefully we have some. Time to figure out still.
0: Right. I think we do, dude. We're not going anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) What about you? As far as we know. What makes
1: you feel fulfilled? You know,
0: I have realized that I really fucking love feeling that sense of accomplishment or that sense of I did it. Um, There's a lot of things that are like really easy to make me kind of happy, like buying shit. Like You better believe (laughs) I was fucking super stoked as all this shit starts pulling up in the Amazon truck and they're just bringing box after box after box of stuff. But um, as far as what gives me long-term happiness, it's like that sense of accomplishment. Like Before I I drug you down here, you're working on that table, dude, and you're fucking sanding that shit, and that fucking (laughs) sucks. I know that sucks just because – you know what I mean? I've sanded something before. I've sanded shit. I know that experience. I know it's a grind. I know it's fucking not the most entertaining thing you can do but you know what when you're fucking done with that you're going to be so yeah. goddamn proud of that table dude my, my my
1: brain it's a little insight so moving like i mentioned and i got this old you know 60s or 70s era uh, table and and i wanted to throw a nice stain on it uh, and then of course when i start to sand it it's like caked in lacquer so now i'm all this extra work I was This balls work out there. <laughs> but it but the whole time my brain is like <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> like you should not be doing this. Yeah, fuck this table. Like we don't like what you're doing to us. Um, yeah, but I, I have a feeling once it's done and I do it the right way, I'm yeah, gonna, it's be gonna be really accomplished. Real nice. Yeah. Fun, but yeah. but something like but but like something like that gives me more contentment than some like bullshit ego jerk off piece. Or right, or having an extra couple hundred or whatever, you know, having a little extra change in the bank, like yeah. something like, I did this with my hands.
0: The so one thing that's like really jumped out to me recently is anytime I fix something, I laugh at myself for getting a degree. I'm like, oh, I should have just been fucking fixing shit, dude. I love this. Did
1: you just, like, put a roof on the garage? I just
0: put it, like, yeah, like, putting a roof on the garage or fixing my motorcycle or doing something on my car or whatever. Anytime that's done, I'm just like, god damn, I should have just been doing this my whole fucking life instead of wasting four (laughs) years in college to get a a good career that I greatly love and I'm very grateful for. But at the same time, it's like, damn, I you know, it wasn't so much about... What I was doing, it was
1: appreciating the job that I did. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Well, especially being a homeowner. Yeah, you know, like I, I'm just renting this place. I'm talking about, and like, I'm really invested in like this is where I'm gonna wake up. You know, I haven't had a place that was technically mine, and it's still not technically mine, but in a sense, like it will be your mi- fucking place. It will be mine for a while, right? Right. Um, and so I'm like taking a little bit of pride in that. So I couldn't imagine. You know, you own that garage. You own the house. So, fuck yeah. And, and and think about how many times that you've probably paid somebody to do something that you could have figured out how to do on YouTube. Right. You know? Yeah. You <laughs> Did know, you when watch I put
0: YouTube the... to do the roof. Not well, Nick. My bo- Nick. Um, our friend has a construction company, and he I've had him do a bunch of work around here over time. And I was like, Hey, man, I need to help doing this roof. I'm I'm gonna do it myself. Uh, but I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Can you just, like, tell me how to do this? It doesn't seem he gave you the skinny. like it's that hard. And he's like, dude, I'll fucking come by and we'll throw yeah. this roof on, dude, and mm-hmm. we'll get it done and it, don't worry about it. And I was just, you know, and I'm just super grateful to have friends like that today because, like, he took, like, two, three hours out of his day to come over, help me do some relatively hard work you know we had to pick up all those metal sheets that were in the driveway and carry them up there and screw them all down and all that shit and it was all stuff that i could have done by myself but it's really nice to have somebody there that um i'm not like questioning what i'm doing you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that can show me like exactly how to do it and our buddy john came out too i don't want to forget him because i'm very grateful for him too coming out to to help us put that roof on and uh I was just like, I don't, I don't have any fucking money, dude. This roof needs replaced, and uh, I'm gonna do it myself. Or and yeah. he just came out and helped me do it, and now I'm a fucking roofer. Hell yeah, you are. Hell yeah, <laughs> but it's nice, dude. Hopefully that shit doesn't need to get messed with again for, uh, for a long time until this house is somebody else's problem.
1: You think you'll keep this place for a long time?
0: I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm real content here. It's a cool house. There's a few more things that would make it really an awesome place to live not that it's not an awesome place to live right now but we'll see where where things take us you know it's hard to predict the
1: future right now you have a very unique house like when you're walking down the road i feel like this house is singled out in a way and it looks very unique compared to everything else right it almost looks like uh like like a hansel and gretel it belongs in
0: like the forest it's like (laughs) a cabin in the woods right here in the middle of the city
1: it's a cool house man (coughs) yeah i'm gonna miss it
0: yeah well you know spend
1: spend some time here
0: for sure and you and elliot are definitely gonna have to come back you know hang out and watch
1: austin grow up yeah your dog (laughs) i remember i remember you getting austin like i think we were still doing the podcast then yeah because he was getting pretty rambunctious during episodes right in the first couple episodes we did he was like you know baby puppy he was yeah, just dude, sleeping, he was tiny. and then he started, you know, really running around, running around shit squeaking out. toys. Yeah, man, it's the end of an era.
0: It's the end of an era. It's been a good area, though. I've been really fortunate to have some top quality roommates. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the last year I was barely here though.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, like you, we live together, and I barely see you a couple days a week, maybe because you're just fucking grinding out there selling selling merch and making music and all that stuff dude and it's been good and I feel like this house has been like a really positive uh like launch pad for a lot of people like my other roommate Matt who was here before you like he's got his own place now out in bro he's doing his thing you know like living his best life and now you're moving on to your own place and fucking doing your thing and living your best life and it's just awesome you know
1: it's, yeah, it's, it goes back, for me, it goes back to that recovery thing and, and surrounding yourself with people that are kind of in the same boat. Right. Because it, I have to address it one day, or, you know, every single morning, whether I consciously do it or not. But, like, this kind of environment where there's, like, no partying going on. Right. It's all about betterment of ourselves, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. Um, and bouncing ideas off and being supportive of each other like that i don't think that's your normal dynamic to like any regular person just having a roommate it was it's unique and it's special and it really i think was the time right time and place like i needed to be here at the time yeah um and it all worked out get my wings a little bit hell yeah it all worked out flying
0: yeah dude it was it was exactly what you needed and just uh,
1: what i needed hell
0: hell yeah hell yeah And uh, it's been beautiful having you here and watching things change and grow and prosper and all that stuff. And I agree. It is like a really unique dynamic Um, being in recovery and, you know, having a roommate and just being supportive and there for each other. And everybody's trying to, you know, better themselves and work spiritual principles in their daily life and, you know, just be good to each other. You know what I mean? Me and you like we didn't have any fights ever in these like two years.
1: No, I, I think I think I got a text one time that was like, Yo, clean up that mess. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> once or twice. I might and have said I that. Like, I was like, Oh shit, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I can be absent minded sometimes. Yeah. I, I think I told you that when I moved in though. I said, listen, man, I can handle it. If there's anything I'm ever doing that's bothering you, just fucking tell me. I s it's who I am as a person. I probably don't even realize I'm doing it. Right. And when you said that I'm like, Oh shit. I I love some mess. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Right, and 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 that's all part of it too, and like if there was ever anything that I was doing that annoyed you, I would hope that you would have said something. I can't think of
1: anything. No, it was cool, man. Yeah. Um, Elliot loves you too. You know, Elliot was really. I think Elliot, he's old enough now. He's seven. So like when I first moved in, he was five. So I mean, five to seven is a pretty quantum jump for a, right. little, a little fella because yeah. he kind of came to um, a little bit. I feel like. Um and so we checked out the new. we checked out a couple of places in in this place. You know, he's like, This is nice, Dad. I like this place. And mm-hmm. he was all on board. But then on the way home, he's like, Oh, I just realized I'm gonna miss Tony. Yeah. Yeah, he loves Tony. I'm him gonna a miss lot. him too. He's a rambunctious fellow, man.
0: He's a rambunctious fellow, but he's a good kid. He just needs a little bit of focusing sometimes. He's a good kid though, he's gonna figure that out.
1: Yeah, I, I I figured it out about thirty two.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> it, it takes us all some time, dude. Yeah. But he's going to do great. He's going to do great things.
1: Yeah, did I, dude? I tell you, I didn't tell you this. So he's been going. Elliot's been going to uh, rock school, which Mm -hmm. I think I'm saying this, Ryan Ryan Kiersik. Oh yeah, you told me. He's the dude that that launched like first two eleven, which is like super popular on YouTube, and like, and then that band's kind of formed into an original thing called Concrete Castles. They just did eight greats. Uh, They're starting to tour nationally. That's awesome. Um, Millions of subscribers. I Is that mean, just the kids? He's he plays too. This Ryan okay. Kuset dude. So he started. I don't know when he started this this rock school thing, and I don't know exactly. Was it before this First Two Eleven thing or after? And if you haven't heard of First Two and Eleven, you're listening. Check them out. They do. They just crush any cover they touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's and, and it's pretty obvious why they've gotten such success on the internet. But so Elliot has been going to this school, right? And I mean I remember like day one, they were like, he's got rhythm. Um, he just needs to focus a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's been going for almost a year now. And so now he can sight read, which is he can read music while he's playing the drums. Right. Um, but he, he said it's really odd. Ryan was saying it's really odd. Elliot can look at sheet music and beatbox it. And do the fills and all sorts of stuff. And he said he can do that like seamlessly. Mm-hmm. The problem was going from that to like the actual application of a drum set. Right. Um, but he's getting, you know, just as, as of Tuesday, his, his last lesson, he's like, dude, he's, he's breaking that barrier. And he's like, I'm pretty sure Elliot has perfect pitch. Because beca- hmm. I'll tell him a song and he'll sing the first note. And it is not like, he's like, it is an exact C note or exact D note. And he's like, I've only seen like a few little kids that have that. Yeah, there's something going on with him. He's gonna be a talented young man. Dude. There's something going on with him for sure, and, and it is one of those focus things because I have the same issue. But like, you know, he he doesn't want to like work on that mundane, boring shit. He just wants to be the fucking rock star. Right. But
0: exactly. But, yeah, but dude, you don't realize like, instant gratification. Yeah.
1: To get to that rock star, right. you have to do that mundane. You know, your yes, trip. to put the work in. Yeah, and so, and, and I can totally relate to that. So, Have you
0: been trying to play any music with him? Like, play any music for him?
1: I think playing music with, like in the with, car. with him would be, um, yeah, we've jammed for sure, and, I, and I'd definitely like to do more of that. I'm hoping uh, at this new spot we can get a little more set up in his room, more like a jam space. Mm-hmm. But it's getting to that point. As far as he he doesn't exactly love the, the ghosty, the banjos and right. And but the, have
0: he played any like music that he would like that would influence him like drumming music? You know what I mean, like Tool or like he, we
1: we jam a lot in the car. He yeah. lo, he loves what he loves. Um, but he really got into Nirvana because mm-hmm. because he's been obsessed with like Twenty One Pilots and Imagine Dragons, which right. is kind of poppy. Like I don't. mean
0: that's normal for like a five to seven year old. Everybody loves the fucking. I mean we. I loved the Backstreet Boys like back the then hits. and and yeah. Sync and all that stuff for sure.
1: Um, Twenty One Pilots is unique because they are kind of poppy, but their drummer its real drumming and their drummer's a beast. Yeah. Um. So he really got. We're actually going to see them in a couple weeks. Oh hell yeah! So Elliot's gonna have a blast. But, um, he really he found out that he liked Nirvana, mm-hmm. and then he found out that. Dave Grohl, the singer of Foo Fighters, is was, the, in was in Nirvana. So now he's like on a Foo Fighters kick. Too. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he is seven and he kind of likes the poppy, what's on the radio stuff. Right. But, I mean, so did I. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So did I till I was like 12 or 13. Yeah. And then it got to a point where it's like, everything I've known is a lie. Right. You know? And I hate all of it. <laughs> Give me back classic
0: rock. That's like, I think like middle school, like 12 to 13, 14, I was listening to like a lot of classic rock and starting to move into like emo music, like Coheed and Cambria and The Used and
1: stuff like that. So I had a weird, for me too, it was similar. It was like, I was really into The Used and I saw them live and I thought they were badass. Um, And I was, had a Thursday phase, taking back Sunday for a little bit. Um, And then I got into like weed and, and, and mushrooms and then it was, like, Floyd and, and Skinnerd and all that classic rock shit. I went,
0: like, the opposite direction. I went from,
1: like— Flo- the, the, the classic rock into the emo stuff? The
0: classic rock into the emo and then into, like, metal when I started, like, tripping and smoking a lot of weed. Yeah.
1: What I, but, see, I've heard you jam everything from, like, Damien Marley to, like, black metal.
0: No. You don't listen to black metal? No, definitely not. Black metal's, like, the worst kind of metal. That's how I'm naive. Maybe. No, I, I I know what you mean though. <laughs> like, so, like the Hardcore. death, the death metal that I listen to is fucking. So what
1: is black metal? then?
0: Black metal is like Norwegian church burning shit. That's just not as, uh, as good as like, uh, or not as like musically advanced, not to sound like such a fucking snob, but I am such a music snob. Like black metal's a lot simpler. And the death metal that I like, the like melodic death metal, like black Dahlia murder and thy art is murder. And, job for a cowboy and stuff like that is a lot more you hear a lot more like guitar harmonies and like really intense uh job for a cowboy is a dope name for a band dude it is a they're a (laughs) fucking dope band too i don't think they've made any music in a long time or any music that i've listened to since like their first album which was so good it's so good
1: were you ever Um, a norma Jean fan yeah yeah
0: definitely weren't they a christian band i think they were like a low-key christian band yeah. Same with like uh, we came as Romans. They're like a low key Christian band,
1: high key post hardcore music. Somebody was showing me a Norma Jean song recently, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember the song, but
0: uh, I liked Norma Jean at first, but then I started to really dislike bands that would just be like chomp 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 chomp, and then. Ee, ee, ee. Like, those high-pitched, like, chaos chord <laughs> shit. I'm just like, this is fucking stupid. Like, get out of here. Miss me with those chaos chords.
1: Dude, I got I got bit. So, in my later teens and early 20s, I got bit hard with, like, the jam scene. Oh, yeah. And and I think a lot of it was exper- the experience. Like, living in Ohio with, like, Nelson Ledges and mm-hmm. Legend Valley. For sure. So close. We would go... And, of course, do drugs. And then you'd see the band, and it was like you were immersed in, like, this new culture. Right. And so they grabbed me right away. Um, like, bands like Acoustic Hookah, and... Aqueous, Lotus. Aqueous, Aqueous. Aqueous uh, I think it's Aqueous. But uh, yeah, it might be. I'm not... A... Mo. <laughs> Fuck and, yeah. And uh, Umphreys McGee. And then it kind of spread and spread and spread. And then at some point, I heard more... Uh, like Avett Brothers, the folky shit. And that really bit. And that's kind of where I'm at still. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: It's a good place to be, dude. I love that kind of... I, I love all music. Except, yeah. As long as it's good.
1: For sure. It's... With... Bringing back Elliot, it, it's cool because I used to really like the Foo Fighters. mm mm-hmm. um, And I... I'm With music, I kind of be can be snobby too. Right. Like really be into something and then totally write it off once I get into something new. Right. Oh, that, it's just lame. Yeah. I used to like that. Right, right. But where a lot of people, like my girlfriend, it's like if she loved it when she was seven, she still can appreciate it. Right. The nostalgia of it. hmm Like, sounds like that's with you.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Like, you you love something when you were 12, you can still really appreciate it. hmm I'm more like, oh, I was an idiot. Right. it's <laughs> yeah. just trash. Yeah. Um, But kind of getting over that recently with, like, you know, bringing back, like, the Foo Fighters and being like, oh, yeah. This is is still dope, and he loves it, and I can appreciate it.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, I I totally see that, and I I agree in a lot of ways, but I also feel like the, the snobbiness comes in in me recognizing, like, yeah, I still like the Foo Fighters, which I used to listen to back then, but I recognize they're not as good or as musically talented as the Mars Volta or, like, some other bands that I would put on the same kind of wavelength as the Foo Fighters. Is it perspective, though? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like in music... You're like, no,
1: it comes down to, like, some shit that they just can't play. Right. (laughs) Well, in a
0: lot of ways, like, when you hear bands, like, going, like, really hard in, like, two-part harmonies and, like, just being really technical and playing, like, really advanced music... And fast music, and like, you know, stringing all these notes together in ways that, in like, that ways that other bands just, I wouldn't say that they couldn't do, but they don't do, you know? Yeah,
1: Yeah, it it is, it is, it is weird. It's like, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah but like at the but same is, time you got like folk songs that are fucking slow and beautiful and majestic and they're not you know a, a super fast high speed death metal riff in two-part harmony getting played by like two guys over like it's a different
1: monster double bass and fucking yeah. doing crazy shit yeah it's hard to compare something like that you yeah. know like to to compare like a metal band to like gregory allen isaacoff yeah totally different Yeah, so it's like who's better? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, for me, like comparing the Foo Fighters to something like that too is crazy, because it's like who is better? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess it's all, uh, it's all about the listener, right? And what
0: you think and what you enjoy. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I greatly appreciate difficulty of the music that's being played. You know what I mean? I can't even comprehend it.
1: Right. I mean, some of that, some like of that.
0: iron and wine, dude. Some of his shit's fucking yeah. absolutely outrageous and beautiful, and I respect the difficulty and the skill that it takes to create something like that on a guitar. Haven't you seen him live? Yeah, mind blowing. Oh, dude, he was so fucking good. Yeah, it's crazy. He's his, his guitar picking is incredible, and then he's... he plays everything in like weird fucking tunes and shit too. Like, yeah. not like just your normal EA whatever i'm not gonna act like i know how to play guitar (laughs) you were close e-a-d-g-c-e-b-b-e yeah
1: yeah he does he does play a lot in open tunings he's got a really good finger picking style and then his approach to how he like layers his vocals over top of it's insane he's got like the voice of an angel right he when you saw him live was it just him and a guitar unfortunately no I
0: feel like I would have really liked to see just him, but he seems to be doing like these tours where he does them with a band. Like when we saw him, he was with uh, Calypso, which I've never really heard or listened to very much, but uh, they were really good. And now he's touring with Andrew Bird, who I also am not familiar with. But um,
1: Andrew Bird's a beast. Yeah. He is a beast, man. He's really strange, too.
0: I remember trying to listen to him when that tour came out because I, I remember mentioning it to you because I'm like, oh, they're coming to State Theater whenever. I don't really know who this Andrew Bird guy is. And you're like, oh, you've got to listen to him. and I definitely checked him out, and he's, he's very interesting. A lot of his music is not very iron and whiny. No. He's on a different wavelength for sure, but I'm so, sure they come together. And,
1: so what he does is what, like the a, like Calypso opened, mm-hmm. and then he came out and played a full set with Calypso, or they played a whole show together? The whole show together. They had wow. an opener okay. named, uh, she had,
0: I think it was uh, something Cunningham, like Jesse Cunningham, some lady who was just really good, and it was just her and her guitar, and she fucking... Yeah, sounded great and then it was Iron and Wine and Calypso and they played like I guess some Calypso songs and a couple Iron and Wine songs um but they always seemed to be like you know they all played together on all
1: the songs hmm. so that he's doing that same thing with Andrew Bird that's what that would be my guess that'd be cool to see yeah yeah they're very different Andrew Bird's like a violinist
0: mhm he seems very composery. like he uh... yeah he
1: knows what he definitely knows his theory but he he's got some like strange eccentric twist about him that's that's like folky, but kind of classical. Mm-hmm. And, um, and kind of new age too, I feel like. Yeah. He, he, when I listen to one of his songs, it's I can. It's like overflowing with creativity because he'll have like four or five different crazy arrangements right. and, and and it will kind of loop around. He's like, oh my God, he's still playing that same song. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. Like he, he goes places, man. I'm sure him and Iron and Wine are... F- probably really spectacular together
1: yeah from i'm pretty sure iron and wine especially on on the earlier stuff because that's sam his name's sam bean right i don't know i think that's his name sam bean or bean but it's like you hear this all this stuff going on but i think like in his studio he did all that shit right um i've actually never seen him i have adam from ghost him and his wife rachel they have they've seen him a few times and I've had some I've had some friends that like always caught him when they were around and like blown away. Yeah. I'd like to see it. Dude, definitely.
0: He's going to be sweet. He's definitely one of my favorite folk musicians for sure. I think his lyrics and his guitar playing are just so top-notch, dude. Yeah. Like how does somebody reach into my like <laughs> re- reach into my soul so strongly and just make everything so like I don't know. Some Sometimes, like, certain musicians, I feel like they're, tr- like, just truly divinely inspired in, like, certain songs. Like, you have a couple songs, too, that are, like, you know, right in there, too. Like, at the same level, I would say, like, that really just hit certain spots in my soul where I'm like, how the fuck did somebody just, like, come up with these words in this way to make it sound so good? Like him, Avit Brothers. Um, Gregory Allen. Gregory Allen, Eisenkopf, for sure like a couple of those guys just really know how to fucking hit somebody and I don't know it's weird to think about how they create shit like that
1: yeah. you know something else i've been thinking about talking about music is like it's especially as a songwriter and a performer and like somebody that really loves it and wants to continue to do it it it's it's weird so reality going out to a bar meeting people Playing, having that kind of one on one experience in person. Mm -hmm. There's like a disconnect between that and like just scrolling through Facebook and seeing Uh, my feed because of the algorithm or whatever. I look at a lot of music shit. It's just one video after another of people just blowing my tits off. Like, oh my God, (laughs) I can never do that. I can never do that. I can never do that. And you start to think like I have nothing to really offer the world because look at all these people that are like so much better. Mm -hmm. But like you go outside. In, in Erie, PA, and you're like, where are all these fucking people? Right. And, like, maybe in your region, and your area, at that bar, for these people, like, that's something a little more real and mm-hmm. tangible. But it is weird. It is, like, I, you look at the phone and you see all this amazing shit happening, and it can discourage you from, like, going out in your area and doing your thing. Right. It's, like, different. Um, but... It like overflows your senses or
0: your perception yeah. almost,
1: and it and it kind of fucks my head up a little bit. But I think what I've realized is that like that kind of thing is irrelevant when you're when you're one on one with an audience, and like that very moment, special.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter that so and so is fucking
1: yeah. Some kid in Thailand is seven who just like jizzes all over <laughs> your,
0: all over your dreams. Right, <laughs> that shit don't matter.
1: Uh, yeah, it it's like um, what are you doing? with your community, like, right here, one-on-one, in person. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of thing only gets more... It is only going to be more and more valuable as, like, this technological technological age continues because people are going to be grasping like, give me something real. Give me something I can touch, I can see. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things I've always liked about your music and the different folk people that we've talked to is that it's just authentic, you know what I mean? It's actually, like, seeing the person... And what they're doing and it's not just like half the shit out there that's just, you know, it's just not real. You know what I mean? It's not actually saying much of anything. It doesn't really have much value over just like sounding nice or like being catchy or getting stuck in your head. And uh, that's the same kind of vibe I really want to bring to this podcast is just that authenticity of like, Real people actually talking about shit that is, uh, you know, important to them or real or what authentic, you know.
1: Yeah, there's there's something about sitting down across the table from somebody and having a conversation, because um, that's not something I think that happens a lot in just right. everyday life. And you don't
0: have and and people aren't sending out their representative. You know, it's not a performative show when I'm trying to interact with somebody to make them think this about me or think that about me. And instead I can just be, uh,
1: you know, authentic and real. Yeah. I think we're, we're into the age of like avatars. Yeah. you And know, we're heading more and more that way. This whole meta business is scary, right? <laughs> it's kind of strange, man. I, I don't know what, I don't know what the world's gonna look like, but by the time we're sixty, I mean, I think it's gonna be fucking unrecognizable. Yeah, it's gonna be a weird place out there. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe like, maybe we'll rebel. We'll <laughs> start a rebellion. Fuck you,
0: Metaverse. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. Like, is that a pitchfork? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and an interesting thing to bring that around is. uh the, like, most popular social media right now is, like, TikTok, right? And TikTok, the reason that I personally like it is, um, well, there's good and interesting things on there, but I don't have to fucking interact with anybody on, uh, like I do on Facebook or on Instagram or anybody else. You know what I mean? It's just watching crazy videos. I
1: can't, Dude, I can't believe I've never had it on my phone. I've never had TikTok. I mean,
0: I wouldn't say... It's a it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it does fucking make
1: time disappear really good, yeah. really quickly. At work, I always my my chef he's he's in his fifties, um, but he he loves TikTok. He sends me four or five a day. Yeah, I'll walk into the cooler and he's literally like hunched over a food cart, just like looking at TikTok. He gets super into it, man. Yeah, it. it, it I just. Yeah, I don't know. Why, I I don't know why I don't have it. I think a lot of the bands that I like have TikToks use TikTok for promotion. I just get freaked out with the whole, like, it's owned by the Chinese government thing. Right. That rhythm is
0: so good. The algorithm?
1: algorithm, dude.
0: Especially for Alga. for uh, trying to reach new a new audience because I feel like TikTok just really rewards good content. You know what I mean? If I yeah. put something on there that's... Um, really interesting or really awesome or whatever it's going to get a lot of likes just because people are going to see it and as long as i like hashtag it right it'll go to the right audience and the people that are interested are going to hit that like button and it's just going to keep going out to more and more people
1: from from what from what i've heard was like the idea some of the idea in the creation of tiktok was like they want yeah the algorithms are crazy and if you put out good content and you're not just looking at videos you're actually putting out videos that are Mm -hmm. decent they want like that user to feel like they're famous right like this gives the ability for like anybody to like feel that fame right and there's some people that are like super super famous on tiktok and may not be like anywhere else or in reality or right yeah so i mean it is in that feeling i'm sure is like addictive
0: oh yeah you know, you post a video and you get a whole bunch of likes from randos, <laughs> yeah. which is interesting that we're, like, so excited that, like, random people are uh, <laughs> enjoying what we're doing, you know, instead of care. having that, like, actual, well, not actual, but, like, the value of, like, uh, you know, people that we actually know and have relationships with enjoy what we're doing or doing stuff that we enjoy with those people that we actually know instead we're you know, hoping that Rando's on
1: TikTok, like our shit. Yeah, I mean, so promotion with anything, like promotion with music or art or like your podcast, it really, like half, I think of half of having a podcast or half of having a band, like it's almost like some of the content's irrelevant. It's like, how good are you at pushing shit on social media? Right. And so there's people that, you know, they might not go out and play concerts, they might be not, you know, doing all this shit, but, like, all day, they're, like, whizzes at just getting people to see their content. Right. And it's a whole other monster. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of bands and, and, and probably podcasts, once they get to a certain point, they almost have, like, a little team that is in charge of doing all that. hmm But as somebody who, who's, like, making music and doesn't want to be on the internet all day, like, hey, dude, what's up? Just going live, telling you what I've been working on. Like, I've been doing this, this... I've realized that I don't feel like I'm really that dude. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I'll do it, but it, it, it's like it seems to get really far on the socials. You have to be just willing to fucking like beat it in people's face twenty four seven. Right.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that, and yeah, I can t- I totally see where you where. I would want to have, like, some sort of balance where I'm not yeah. feeling like I'm slamming it down people's throats, but I'm also letting people know that, um, you know, there's
1: shit going on, you know? Yeah, it, and it, I think it, the ultimate would be, you know, do-it-yourself, do it yourself, smaller, regional-type things— Um you're kind of the one doing it. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the, once you get to a certain point, having somebody else who's like really good at doing it, knows your branding Mm -hmm. and then they can fucking do it. Right. But to, yeah, to do it yourself all the time. It's like, some would say, Oh, your presence online is pretty weak. It's like, ah, it's just not like how I want to spend all my time. Right. And maybe I'm just not that good at doing it. We're fucking getting old. Yeah. Maybe Elliot will do it.
0: Yeah. Maybe he'll (laughs) be better. I, I know how
1: to do this shit. Right. But, um, I'm cool. It's uh, I'm stoked to see you doing the podcast again.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about it too. I'm hoping to have some really good people on here. Um, everything all at once. Everything at once.
1: Everything at once. Uh, inspired by that movie. Kind of, dude. Did you watch it? I watched about half of it the other day, and I want to watch the other half. It's super good. It I, is
0: kind of inspired by that. The was, name is anyway.
1: It was blowing. It was blowing me away.
0: Yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. If you haven't watched it yet, is a fucking badass movie. Probably one of my favorite movies that's come out probably in the last like 5 years. It's so good.
1: Yeah, it was it was kind of not what I was expecting.
0: It's fucking wild.
1: As I'm watching it, I was thinking this is a total Tony movie. <laughs> Tony loves this shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, but I liked it as
0: well. Yeah. I mean, there's a it's it's just the things that I really enjoyed about it was that it's just um there's so much deeper meaning to it than just what's on the screen, you know what I mean? They really touch on like a lot of different um, underlying themes that go to, into like existentialism and like talking about all these different science fiction aspects and also like showing the struggle and the hardship of being like an immigrant family and a gay daughter and like all yeah. like there's there's points in that movie that made me really laugh and there's points that made me really think and there's points that made me like want to cry.
1: And yeah, I want to finish it.
0: Yeah, it's super good. I want to watch it again for sure. Hell yeah, man. Hopefully they don't come after me for stealing their name.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think it's different enough. Yeah, everything at once. Everything E-A-O. At once. And then so some episodes are going to be you just
0: ranting in Raven? Hopefully. I'm going to come down here when uh, I got a fire lit up under me and after I drank a couple cups of espresso and just rant and yell and scream at people – or about certain things, I might get, like, Selinda just to come down and sit with me, just so that way I'm not, like, talking to myself, and hopefully she'll be, like, a little bit of a laugh track, <laughs> yeah, so people will know good. that I'm being funny. Um, <laughs> and and Selinda, I don't just... you
1: should have been laughing for half
0: that part. Right, what
1: the fuck? All you were doing was looking at TikTok. Uh. <laughs> yeah,
0: but uh, I want to do that, and I want to do... I want to talk about some politics and some current events and... Um, Me and Dave are also discussing trying to get some older people on just to do, like, biography picks or biography-like shows. That's cool. Like uh, somebody who grew up in the 50s or the 60s or 70s or grew up and just share, like, the different life experiences and kind of talk about how um, things have changed and um, whether or not that's for the best or for the worst and kind of
1: see, you know, where we come out at the end. Yeah, it's like, it's like that, you know, put a highlight or a spotlight on just like any kind of random person that's right. been around for a minute. Yeah. Have you ever listened to Theo Vaughn's podcast? Uh, not really, no. I don't think so. You know who he is? Yeah, I know. He's fucking hilarious. He's he- a funny dude. But but I kind of, you know, in the last year or two, I think his, his podcast is called Next, Next Weekend. But he has, he has episodes where he just kind of talks and, and cracks jokes, and, and it's awesome. Um, and then he'll have like, like famous people on that you know of, Mm -hmm. and then he'll be like, Hey, this is an episode with the plumber of my building. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) And like, dude, it's, it's cool. Like, cause cause he's like super interested. So like, dude, like, what are you doing in the building? And like, what, what's going on with this? And like, how do you fix a broken toilet? And like, it's just so, it it seems so mundane, but it's fucking like really cool Mm -hmm. to just kind of get Somebody that's, like, this has been their life and, like, tell me about it. Right. Um, on this, you know, on this level of things. Like, this huge famous podcast with millions of listeners. And <laughs> this is random, like, Antonio, the... The plumber. The plumber of my building. Right. <laughs> but I think I, I see that where, like, you bring in, like, it's, like, an older person and, like, really... Because pretty much everybody you see out there has, like, I feel like is interesting. Yeah and like if given the opportunity to express themselves yeah, like give them a platform to like be able to talk about growing up in the 50s or or what it was like in the 60s and what side of things were they on and right and what they've done to this point I think that's cool
0: yeah I think that'll be really interesting I'm looking forward to doing some of those we got to find people though yeah we're gonna I was gonna say where you gonna find these folks? well I got a couple people in mind that I need to ask um and hopefully as we do it more, we'll start to think of different people that we want to hear about, you know? I feel like if I was in, I mean, I I guess I wouldn't even have to put an age limit, but I like to tell my fucking story, you know what I mean? So yeah. hopefully, like, some people who have been through some shit and are, have a little bit more years and experience and have been through different shit than we've been through
1: want to tell their story too, you know? I just keep thinking, like, you should could bring your mom on yeah yeah that'd be cool it'd be interesting right
0: you hear that mom i'm sure you're out there listening because you you always <laughs> listen in support to all my
1: shit maybe we'll have you on the podcast well she makes such the del- amazing like you don't just wake up one day and know how to bake such amazing things yeah like there's got to be some story like where did you learn that yeah like you know what was the era like you Yeah, know? because people today can't bake shit and
0: and i really don't know i mean I, I feel like I haven't had time to really hear that story from like most of my family and I'm sure it's all different, you know, as we grow up, we hear all sorts of different pieces about it. Like I know my mom grew up on a farm. I knew blah, blah, blah. She went to all girls school, all these things, but I don't think anybody's ever, I haven't really been able to get that from like any of my family members, like their complete story, you know, and none of my grandparents or anybody,
1: you know? Yeah. And even like the times when you were a kid, the The context of like all this stuff happening is probably different than you remember it. Right. Yeah. And it's you're able to. I feel like speaking with a with
0: my parent with a parent now is much different now that we're in our thirties versus when we were uh, still living under our parents' roofs. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my folks
1: are going through like kind of a brutal divorce right now, and uh, and I'm hearing a, a lot of it's kind of negative. Obviously. Um, because it's, but I'm hearing stuff from my dad and my mom mm-hmm. that are like from when I was a kid, right? But like, obviously, a lot of that backroom stuff was hidden from me when I was a kid, sure. And hearing it about about it later is kind of changing. Hmm, like that's what was going on, right? Or like, yeah. So it, it I mean, that's kind of more of a negative <laughs> example, but it is interesting how. I'm, I'm seeing it from like a different older perspective and like, no wonder why I didn't know that was happening, but it kind of changes the story a little bit for sure. It's like, Hmm, that makes a little bit of sense. Yeah. And like, I, I obviously didn't see it like that, but I mean, yeah. Doing family members, any, any random older person that has some sort of history. That's a cool idea. Right. And get some people that are, you know, well-spoken
0: and articulate and have something to say. We want to get, try and get more into the political side of things to, you know, get some people that are going to be running for local, uh, offices on. Just because you remember when we talked about doing like a local show, like when the election was going on and stuff. And there was literally like fucking nothing about any of the candidates, about any of the offices, about anything that was going on that we could find at all. So maybe, um, If anybody has any connections in any of that world, you know, they can hit us up and we can get some people on and we can actually get to know these candidates um, instead of just like voting for our party. And not that if that is super important to you, not that you shouldn't do it, but at least uh, I would like to hear different people's perspectives and what um is actually going on with uh these candidates other than just like a little two minute soundbite or like like five bullet points on a website or something you know and really have those discussions about uh policy and what they want to do and how
1: they're going to do it yeah i feel like i feel like especially with how the national election has gotten to such magnitude like of importance and Really, I don't notice many changes in my day to day life. Mm-hmm. Like nobody talks about like what could be happening in like the city that we're actually living in, which right. seems kind of odd. I'll be honest with you, this is kind of embarrassing. I don't even know the name of the mayor. Yeah. Of this city, I think it's Schmember. Schmember? I can't even Schmember it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, <can't>. I don't <laughs> that's really such know. A dad joke. I think that's it though. But isn't that weird? Yeah. Like I know that like. President Trump was raided yesterday, and right. people are fucking outraged, or people are saying, send him to prison, or fuck that slob, or he's... Br-. But, like, I don't even know who the mayor of, of our little town is. I have no idea. And, and, and anybody- maybe I'm just an idiot. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> maybe. All, yeah. Maybe.
0: <laughs> maybe we are. There we go. Sorry about that. I think we had a little bit of a tef- technical difficulty. One of my cords came unplugged here. Um... But yeah, I, uh, we don't. Everybody always says that we need to change things on the grassroots level and get involved in local before we can ever try to imagine changing like something federal or something on the state level. And uh, there's really like, it seems like no information on how to do that in a good way or how I would expect to do that.
1: Yeah, it's like one of those things that, like, yeah, that sounds great, but like, who the fuck's doing it? Right. Like, right. even the local, like you said, you looked up the local offices and like, They barely had any information online. Yeah. Yeah, it's madness.
0: And there was a ton of people in the election, and like maybe half of them had websites, and of that half, half of them were decent or had like any information on it at all, and it was just really uh, not enough information for me to be able to make an educated decision on who I was voting for. So hopefully we'll be able to maybe take a deeper look into that with uh, some people. And some connections, Amen. More will be revealed. Hmm. Well, Tyler, it's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, everything at once, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing more podcasts with you in the future. I'm going to see
1: you perform and shit. When are you performing next? Tell the people. I don't think this will be out. Um, I can say this though: we uh, Facebook and Instagram is all fine and dandy, but if you want the the end-all be-all information, go to SmiloAndTheGhostMusic.com. Everything's like up and current. We got an October tour coming up, Um, doing a trip 2023 through North Carolina, a bunch of shit. It's all on the website. Hell yeah. Check out that website. Check it out, my man. More will be revealed. Thanks for having me, Tony. Uh, I'm proud of you. I think this is going to be dope. Um, uh, And I wish you the best of luck with this. Hell yeah. Thanks, boss.
0: Everything all all at once. Good night. Later, y'all.